Quantum Kickflip is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Previously on Quantum Kickflip. There's the mistakes you can make and then there's the mistakes that, that define you. And if you guys are already cozying up with a corporation like Miper this early on, like, that's a mistake we would never make. Elliot, apology accepted. Weird gravity, go to hell. The legitimacy that this brings, I can use that as leverage against my mom. There's legitimacy for an empty team with no heart in it, really what we want. Fine, we won't sign the Miper deal. Obviously, we can we can help here and we can make some of this go away. Did you guys happen to, to reach an answer on, on our offer? I, uh, I think I can uh, confidently say on behalf of the team, we're uh, willing to uh, uh, accept your offer. Tristan Voss forced my hand and it was the only way to get you guys out. Pretty, pretty lucky if you ask me. Well, sometimes we gotta do what we gotta do. Angus leaves. Angus. Is the crew okay with Nick rolling this challenge to clear out some of this trouble? Bring it. Heck yeah. Ooh, baby. Uh, called out, a crew challenges you to a run with no style bonus uh, and plus two GM tokens. You've been going through the hard drive, but it's been very slow work. Even so, you've managed to turn up a few interesting correspondences. Until we've got something more solid to go on, this is all speculation and we can't risk Graz's reputation on rumors. If we're really going after Miper, we need to make sure we don't miss. <laughs> And welcome to Quantum Kickflip, a Slug Blaster actual play podcast. My name is Robin. I am your host, your Slug Master game blaster. And with me are five of my best and funniest friends in the whole world. Uh, and they are going to introduce themselves for you now. Uh, I want you to all introduce yourselves in the order of whose character is the best at uh, camping or like wilderness survival-y stuff. Uh, best to worst. Go. You know what? I'm going to go first. <laughs> Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Glenna. I play Elliot Buchanan. She is the chill playbook. She's an aspiring singer-songwriter, and she uses the Voidware backpack. And I think she's, like, just just rolls with it, you know? Like, can sleep under a tarp, can sleep in a tent, can sleep in a van. Like, she's, uh, she's got it. Hi, I'm uh, Liam. I play Lake Marsden. She is the heart of the team. She's got that reality cannon, a fancy new one from our sponsors at Miper. Um, right half is glitched out famously. Uh, and I think just, uh, I think I've established she's a, she's a Girl Scout. She likes her, her extracurriculars. So mm-hmm. I think just by, by way of being in, in Girl Scouts or, or Beavers or whatever the Canadian version is. Uh, I didn't it would do... be Girl Guides. Girl Guides, Although Thank you. at Lake's age, it would be, uh, Pathfinders or something. I don't know. Great. She's a Pathfinder. She's a <laughs> Pathfinder fourth edition. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's like... Dang it, no, she'd be a ranger. Damn it. <laughs> I wasn't in Girl Guides for 10 years. Hello, my name is Lena Anderson, and I play Angus Franklin. He's the Guts playbook with the Skip Mode Runners. Angus was also in um, Boy Scouts uh, for like a month, uh, and mm. he's probably also done other like weekend uh, camping events or what have you. I don't know how much he likes camping, but I think he's like... He he knows how to do it and is uh, good at building fires. Uh, my name is David Ray, and I play Chester Capone, uh, the Grit Playbook. Uh, he has some fancy, fancy 
new uh, powered armor uh, from Miper. He's okay at uh, camping, only in that he's actually pretty comfortable out there. He hasn't gone camping. He's uh, used to being in the city and in, in town. Like To go for fun out into the wilderness is not a thing that his family has done. But if he actually went camping, he would be great out there. And that leaves me, Michael Vetch. And I'm here playing Niklo, the Smarts Playbook, the sword-wielding, high-flying adventurous, anime-loving, run-around-jumping boy. And despite all that, uh, Nick has never been camping, fishing, hiking, or spelunking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And as I mentioned, my name is Robin, I'm your host, and uh, I am currently doing the thing where I'm standing in a stream and catching a fish right out of the water with my bare hand. Um, that's what all that noise is. Yeah. <laughs> Lane, are you able, you able to turn that down in the background? Is that, is that okay for this episode? I think in a previous uh, intro, we said like canonically that I record outside. So yeah, mm-hmm. that all tracks <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Last run, you guys, uh, you had a little bit of intercrew drama. Um, is it, how, how's everyone doing? Is everyone okay? Like us or what our characters? question. <laughs> Don't answer that. We'll find it in the improv. Yeah, you guys, uh, you uh, went to Operablum for your first Miper trial run where you found your ex-crewmate Chester, had a had a whole run-in with him. Lots of feelings were shared, uh, some of them with words, some of them with fists. Your, your, your cool fun party was interrupted by Ramona Nova, savage, sabotaged by Jet Collective. Uh, in the end, some of you were in prison, uh, a tough call was made, and, and now you're all the crew again, but not everyone's happy about that not everyone's fully on board with this uh this new arrangement and with this new sponsorship that you now have uh lost some some leverage in uh to say the least so i think we need to uh to pick things up and figure out where weird gravity goes from here uh wh- how about you guys you, you ready to play some slug blaster yeah yeah, yeah. excellent then let's do that thing i said The lobby of the video hut, Hillview's premier video rental destination, is a welcoming space. Racks of cassette tape cases line every wall, and large framed posters for coming attractions block out most of the windows, but despite the clutter, the shop feels friendly and warm. That said, if the lobby is cluttered, the back room is absolutely chaotic, with shelves and shelves of tapes in clear plastic cases organized in a system so convoluted it's often easier to just guess at where a particular tape might be located. Boxes full of merchandise are stacked in every corner, and a single desk is barely visible, buried under piles and piles of receipts and paperwork. And it is here, in the shop's inner sanctum, that we find all five members of Weird Gravity, gathered for the first time in a long time. So I think uh, you've all gathered here because you're uh, getting ready to have a uh, correspondence with your sponsorship at Miper. You've, you've been told that you, uh, uh, you've scheduled a call, uh, and so you've all gathered together here. Maybe, uh, maybe Nick is on shift and suggested that this could be the place that you could all gather because it's a, it's a slow afternoon and no one's going to be in the shop. Uh, and I just want to give the, the crew a moment here to, uh, to assess and take stock and, and see where everyone's at. Chester walks into the the room. He's got like this big uh, case uh, at his side. It looks big and bulky. It has like 
uh, in chrome on the side of it, Miper. Hold, he's holding that in the right hand, and in his left, he is trying to read through the instruction manual. Uh, and he's, uh, okay, and then you select main menu. Uh, oh, hey, hey, folks, um, I'm, I'm here. Puts down the, the case and uh, grabs a chair and uh, he has his headphones on, uh, you know, like that that thin metal band with the big puffy ears kind of a thing. And he is technically playing music softly. He can still hear everything, but he is playing uh, music right now. And he's, uh, you can tell that he's a little uh, nervous. Yeah, I would say he has every right to be. Hey, hey, Chester, looking good. Night, love, love the briefcase, love the armor. Uh, and she's currently sporting... Um, her new reality cannon that she got from Miper, uh, that is like you know fairly slick and uh, fancy looking. It's not the sort of chunky plastic arcade one that she got from her grandma. This is like the real deal. Uh, like the difference between like a leap a leapfrog tablet little like reader thing for kids and an actual <laughs> iPad kind of a deal. <laughs> Um, Absolutely, yeah. But she has also then covered it in paint, I believe I said last time, and so it is half glitched out in terms of like it's got, you know, pink and orange and blue camo essentially on the on the right half of it. Uh and she uh to to everyone's surprise, maybe or not, I don't know. You tell me if you're surprised. I'm not in the business of telling you what you're surprised at. <laughs> uh but she she has swapped her trademark panic t-shirt under her overalls uh for a Miper t-shirt. Uh, really trying to that is... tow the company line. <laughs> I'll be the first to say, I'm surprised. <laughs> but you can't drink Miper. <laughs> oh, no, there's Miper fluid. <laughs> Miper fluid. <laughs> oh, no. What's everyone else up to here? Uh, Nick's working for another company right now. Uh, he's on shift, so he's in his uh, video <laughs> high employee uniform. He's standing off to the side. Uh, Picking up DVD cases out of one bin, slotting the the plastic locking strips back into the case, and then <laughs> dropping them in another bin. Is it just nice. a shirt, or is there like a visor or something involved? Is it? Oh, is it there's absolutely a visor. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> it's, it's one. It doesn't have a nice, comfortable band. It's got one of those like plastic coiled headband pieces that could never possibly sit on your head comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. I think Angus is just kind of uh, sitting off in the corner. Uh, his skip modes are the same skip modes he always uh, wears. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe he's got a couple uh, new upgrades in there too, but he came by it honestly by breaking apart the ankle bracelet that was put on him by Operablin authorities. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he's, he's just kind of sitting quietly in a corner, uh, not wearing any Miper branded stuff. In fact, the patches uh, on his jacket uh, are of uh, uh, the edgy punk bands that have like uh, uh, it's like a middle finger and like uh, crass <laughs> please, images. Please name me three edgy punk bands. Three edgy punk bands. Yes, Ooh, go. Okay. Uh, 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 Black Death. Uh, no, is that real? <laughs> that must that be real. real. That absolutely That's, yeah, it's somewhere. It's somewhere. If you're not up for Black Death, can I suggest Bubonic Phonics? <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good mm-hmm. that's one don't cry over curdled milk <laughs> yes two. Oh, um 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 
Jennifer's disdain. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, and I want to form that band today, please. (laughs) It's it's not in the possessive. It's that Jennifer is disdain. (laughs) It's like a a patch of a lady, and she's like biting into a heart or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this rules. I want to be Angus's best friend, and I also want to be 17 again. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, And finally, Ellie, where do we find you? Uh, I think Elliot's on like a like a stool or something and has a notebook and is writing in it. Ooh, cryptic. <laughs> Not really. She's just trying to write a song. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Lake Lake's on her on her M phone with it facing her. She's using it as a mirror and she's trying to like tussle tussle like get her get her side pony uh, just so to look professional for this meeting. Yeah, I think you all know that you have like a couple of minutes here before you have a scheduled call uh, with a rep from Miper um, to give you information about uh, about your upcoming run. Um, I want to check in with Nick um, because we had a pretty big mm. reveal at the end of last run. You learned some stuff uh, through your dad's computer. Yes. And I don't know if anyone else knows this yet, but I wanted to just go back over that. So the, the big uh, information you found out last time was that whatever your dad was working on with Drow, it was uh, it had to do with Miper and specifically taking down Miper or exposing. There, there was language about uh, going after Miper one way or the other. I want to just clarify a little bit more about that, and then maybe you can give us an indication about where Nick's at and, and uh, how much of this he has relayed to the rest of his crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that your dad was going after Miper. Yes. You know specifically from from subsequent communications that it has something to do with their operations in another dimension. Okay. And in reading this, it's been a little bit confusing because none of Drow's names for other dimensions match up with what Slug Blasters call them, which makes sense. Oh. Like um, Slug Blasters are, you know, teenagers sneaking into other worlds, sometimes into uninhabited parts of them with no sort of... Uh, sociological knowledge of the dimension in a lot of cases. So a lot of like things like the waking pits may very well be slang, um, but even the ones that seem more established could be based on any number of misinterpretations. It's like the the name of a, a country in its own language versus the English name for it. Hmm. And then Drow may have yet again another naming system that they use. There there are possibly dozens of different names for every dimension. Um, so you've you've had a little bit of trouble. Like you've been able to pin down some of them based on like you know, uh, names with loose descriptions where you're like, well, that's, you know, uh, Sakura has got to be Calorium because they talk about fire and stuff. So you know that it has something to do with their operations in another dimension, specifically one referred to as Ezria that is described as a verdant natural paradise filled with grassy, wide open plains, crystal waters, and teeming with spectacular wildlife. Hmm. And that is what you've learned so far. You haven't learned quite what they were alleged to be doing or what your dad was investigating, but you know that it has something to do with this plane referred to as Ezria. Okay. I think at this point, it, Nick would have shared a, a good portion of that. Uh, namely, just like the idea of like, wow, did you know that Drow refers to the, the dimensions by different names? It's so wild how different they are compared to the slug blasting culture. And, and he's sort of gone through which ones he's maybe connected and and probably relayed that like a lot of what he's trying to figure out is more uh, connecting to this Ezria plane. I don't know if he's actually mentioned the trying to take down Miper portion of it yet. I think gotcha. that, especially with the New Deal, has been like, this might be a little too hot of a topic to bring up with, with the whole crew in, in one big go. In this moment. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's at this point that uh, that Lake your phone buzzes, uh, and on the other end is Tristan Voss. Oh, oh, gang, gang, it's coming, it's coming. Everybody, everybody, everybody. It's like nobody does anything. She's the only one <laughs> no. freaking out. <laughs> Uh, everybody, everybody. Nick, Nick realizes and then just like sweeps off the desk, just knocking a bunch of shit on the floor so there's a clear place to put the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as established, I think it's a video call that's that's kind of the common thing in this alternate timeline. Uh, and so you guys prop up the phone and answer it there. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like everyone is like clambering to get into frame or anything. So maybe it's like Nick and Lake and you've got like half of Chester off to the side and then... Angus and Elliot are just off doing their own thing, so you can let me know <laughs> if and when you uh, report to uh, to Tristan here. But yeah, you answer the call, uh, and and it is Tristan on the other end of the line. It's like, all right, uh, hey, oh, uh, is everyone? I can't quite see. Normally, normally people kind of um, is. Is everyone there? Hi, hi, Miss Voss. Yeah, uh, everyone's here. See, and she like like swings the camera around the room to show a quick yeah. glimpse of everybody, and then points it back at her and Nick. Every, everyone's uh, sorry, here. Sorry, we'll, let's uh, we'll we'll lay it down in landscape here. That that <laughs> might help. <laughs> Tristan sees you, Chester, there with the the big thick instruction manual and the the briefcase sitting next to you, and is like, "Oh, hey, uh, uh, Chester, that looks like the uh, the boys in the lab were able to hook you up after all. Hey, that uh, I'm glad glad to see it. You, everything everything working okay so far? Have you had a chance to test it out yet? Uh, yes, uh, yes, of course. Uh, I'm just you know going through this. Instruction manual. There's a lot to it, so... Now, Chester, you haven't interacted with Tristan as much as the others because you weren't there for the meeting in her office or any of the interactions last run, but uh, seeing her in this moment, you get a weird feeling that you recognize her from somewhere. But before you can fully place it, uh, she carries on talking and says, uh, Excellent. Well, if you need any help, you know, we've got great, great customer support 24-7. You just, you feel free to log on to that and we'll uh, we'll get it all sorted. But uh, I have a feeling it'll, it'll all come pretty naturally to you. The, uh... The boys were able to take your existing armor that you provided there and, and kind of design this custom based to your specs. So it should really, really move and feel like your old armor, but obviously with a few uh, with a few improvements. So, yeah, uh, hope hope you enjoy it. Any any of the rest of you want to upgrade your gear? Just say the word. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. That's what this whole sponsorship is about. You, you know, Lake and Chester are on board. If any of you want to want an upgrade, you just you just holler at us. All right. I really appreciate the offer, Miss Voss. I just uh. I, I like to do a little more uh, uh, home, home brewing on my own things sometimes. Uh, and it gives a little little uh, nod of his, his visor. Ah, that's <laughs> exactly why uh, why we love you here at uh, here at Mad. That's that's the kind of thing that the the crowd goes nuts for. So keep it up. I, I don't. We don't want to push our stuff on you. You guys got your own thing going on, and frankly, we love it. Um, listen, I don't have a lot of time. I never have a lot of time. So we need to talk next run. Now things went great in Matt Static. You guys crushed it. Um, loved the bit with the chillipedes fighting that. That was really great. High drama, high stakes stuff. Uh, cameo by Ramono, Ramona Nova. That was, that was beautiful. Uh, I couldn't have planned that better myself, except I, I did. I booked her, so it's all good. Um, but listen, <laughs> we need to talk about how things shook out in the end, because, uh, I'm, I'm concerned about the situation with Jet Collective. Angus would have shot a look over at Elliot when Tristan mentioned that she booked Ramona Nova at Matt Static. Elliot raises her eyebrows. Listen, I, like I said, the chillipede thing was a was a beautiful touch, inspired, raised the stakes, really, really let you guys kind of show off a little bit there. I, I gotta remember, you guys aren't aren't club kids or scenesters. You guys are you guys are rough and tumble slug blasters. I gotta give you opportunities to shine. But um I'm I'm concerned that there may be a bit of a rivalry brewing here and 
frankly, Jet Collective is just too much of a wild card to get into that sort of relationship with. I mean, audiences love a rivalry. Crowds go nuts for it. Um, and there's already some talk starting online. But we got to nip this thing in the bud because if you guys start to build it, like once you're your nemeses, once you're rivals, that's it. The crowd is going to latch onto that. And I don't trust Jet Collective to to play ball. I'm worried that they're, they're, they're too much of a variable. So I think mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. only op- thing to do here is to start another rivalry before this one takes root. Uh, and I, I think you guys are going to be pretty pleased with what I've cooked up for you here today. Yeah. Lake is nodding going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, no, definitely want to definitely want to nip that. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's just trying to sound professional. She has no idea what she's doing. She's just like agreeing. <laughs> um, she kind of fiddles with something. And then uh, I was like, hang, hang on one sec. I just got to patch this through. I, I got something I want you guys to watch. So Tristan's face disappears from the screen. Uh, and it's like a, a still image um and then you see the little like play head begin to move and a, and a video begins to play um and you recognize bryce paisley sally and dylan <laughs> the four members Jesus. of lazy bunny and they're sitting in some sort of a, a booth with like vinyl seats and bryce turns to address the camera hey weird gravity it's us lazy bunny i'm bryce that's paisley i'm paisley that's sally sally and that's dylan I'm Dylan. Dylan! (laughs) We hear you guys are the hot new crew, and we think that's just super. Yeah, if super is short for supremely underwhelming. Dylan! (laughs) Anyway, we think it's about time we had a rematch. You got lucky back on the crash course at Multipalooza, but we're here to show you what a real crew can do. You name the time and the dimension, and we'll take on all five of you, or, or is it four of you? However many of you there are, we'll take you all on. Yeah, they should call you Weird Gravlax because we're going to eat you for breakfast. Dylan! (laughs) (laughs) As you watch, uh, four plates of what appear to be like scrambled egg whites and unbuttered toast are set on the table in the center of the frame along with four (laughs) glasses of water with no ice. (laughs) And speaking of breakfast, don't forget to try our new signature meal at Brunchington's Dinerplex. Brunchington's Dinerplex, Null's favorite place for breakfast, lunch, and diner. Anyway, don't leave us hanging, Weird Gravity. Unless you're worried you're gonna lose. Dylan! And the video ends. Gravlax is some kind of fish, I think. I think it's a fish. He's like whispering that to uh, Angus. Right, so uh, yeah, they, I've, I've been in touch with their management, and uh, and they uh, they agree that a, a rivalry here is gonna be mutually lucrative for both of you. It's it's really gonna help to uh, to drive traffic to both of your brands. And, uh, and I think this is a really good fit and, and we've worked with them in the past and, and, and I'm confident that they're, they're going to be uh, going to keep things professional and, and really be easy to work with here. So yeah, we've, we've got it all set. You guys just need to uh, figure out where and when you want to meet them. And, uh, and we'll, we'll have our people contact their people. Um, what do you think? Heck yeah. We love it. We're going to, we're going to take them to school. We're going to eat their lunch. We're going to eat their lunch. They'll, they'll be all done their breakfast, but we're having lunch. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll workshop the smack talk. We'll maybe maybe try a couple of different deliveries on it and just just get something that's really going to work. Uh, well, great then. I guess if there's no objections, uh, I'll tell them to go ahead and uh, and uh, upload that video. We'll we'll have it live uh, by end of day here, and you guys can uh, talk about any any thoughts on the where and the when. Um, I, I had had thought about maybe the Doom Slalom, but I think it's closed for renovations, so Waking Pits isn't the best call, but uh, wait. short notice. I, have you guys done anything in the Golden Jungle before? Maybe we could get something is, there. Uh, w- w- would Miper be able to set it up I- anywhere? Yeah, I mean, 
within reason. Do you, do you have somewhere in mind? It, is Empyrean a possibility? Ooh. Empyrean, hey? Uh, and she kind of takes a second to think about it and is like, well, I mean, we don't have a direct route to Empyrean. It's, it's, it's quite a few dimensions removed from the, you know, the further away you get from Null, the the more strain you're putting on your connection to your home plane. And, and we just haven't been able to find a, a concrete route there. But uh, I suppose if, if, if you guys know of a way in, we can probably make that happen. I need to double check some, some of our figures, but I, I think we have a route mapped actually. Perfect. Um, yeah. Let me, let me uh, talk to the marketing team, but I think that's going to work just great. If, if you guys have a route, we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. All right. Well, uh, that this sounds great. I'll uh, I'll get uh, the team on it, and uh, and I'll report back to their uh, people. And uh, yeah, you guys, uh, l- let me know when you're uh, when you're ready to go. Uh, perfect. I I have so many meetings, so I'm gonna leave you there. But um, as always, great talking to you, team. Um, loving what we got going on here. Very excited for the run. Talk to you soon. Uh, and she signs off. Huh. Link's got a big smile. Angus taps his toe. Looks over at Nick. It was Empyrean that you said, right? It, yeah. Got it. And he taps his heel. <laughs> Just checked out of this. I didn't expect that Tristan would have such a pull with Perry Turkings. Was that the name of their manager? I feel like that was the name of their manager. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're right, and I had forgotten, yeah. so let me put it in my notes right now. Thank you. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I don't like Lazy Bunny, but it feels weird to be mad at someone because someone told you to, you know? They're not telling us to be mad at them. They're just trying to, you know, manufacture some drama like like the, the tabloids do. And as she says that, she realizes that's not a sell. <laughs> like really, she's almost making a case against it. So it's kayfabe. They're trying to build up kayfabe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all a show. It's all razzle dazzle, baby. And she like tries to like get a rise out of her. Like, come on, like it's this is the showbiz, pal. This is not my kind of show. Hmm. Well, Angus, you're you're excited, right? You've you've never been to Empyrean? Angus, Empyrean? It like waves a hand in front of him. It takes him a second and then he taps his toe. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Empyrean. Great. Uh. I'm with Elliot. You don't manufacture a rivalry. And it's definitely not with Lazy Bunny. Ugh. Well, I, I think this could still be something big and interesting. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's get a little celebration. Uh, Lake, I, I think there should be some Twizzlers up at the front stand that, that I, I can get with my discount. Do you want to run up and grab a bunch for everyone? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like this opportunity for Lake to leave the room for the better part of a minute and a half, <laughs> two minutes. Lake, Lake rushes out to go get Twizzlers. Okay, everybody, right in now, right now, right now, now. Look, I, I know I, I maybe should have said something about this before, but but in looking through some of my things, I feel like my, my person up to something. This might be our one chance to sort of get in. If we get on their good side, we can go in and we can find out more about it. We, we, we can we can turn things around. We can take down my from the inside. We can figure out what's going on. And I, I, I can follow in the footsteps and we, we can do it. I don't hurry. Uh, the, 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 is, is it all sort of clear to you? Yeah, absolutely. Crystal clear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of miss a lot of that, I'll be honest. And, and, and like Chester removes his uh, earphone so he can hear better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I just, in some of my dad's notes, I, I should have said this before, but I, I didn't know when to bring it up. But I, he was saying something about his research at Drow being working to stop Miper at something. I haven't uncovered everything, but oh, if we get on their good side, this might be our way into to find out more. 
And if we find that out, then... Oh, Lake! Great! You're back with those Twizzlers! <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, they, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird. They make long Twizzlers, and they make long nibs, and then they make little stumpy bite-sized nibs, but they don't make little stumpy bite-sized Twizzlers. <laughs> so, I've been questioning that for, you know, yeah, forever. I've, you know. Yeah. I want to say roll a deception, but it's not that kind of game. <laughs> oh, she's she's like she's more concerned with the fact that she didn't get a rise out of anyone before. She yeah. just the simple fact that uh, Nick is on her side, uh, or at least appears to be. Yeah, she's like, come on, guys, Nick gets it, you get it. I, all right, huddle up, huddle up, weird gravity. Look, I, I know this isn't ideal. I've I've already apologized in every possible form I could apologize for signing us all up. To work for Miper, all right? I said it in the text thread. Uh, I said it in a video, uh, individual ones that I sent to each one of you. I wrote you handwritten personal cards. But, I, again, we're getting free gear and a trip to, to Imperium. And we're going to, you know, be rubbing shoulders with Lazy Bunny. This is a good thing, gang. And I just, I really hope we can all get on the same page here and, and give it the old college try. Please. Uh, Chester has had been looking over at Nick, trying to process everything that had been said up until this point, and he's just <laughs> like, "Oh, uh, yeah, like this sounds like a great idea. We should go to this dimension because it's a good one to go to. Yeah, we we can do it." Like, are you actually excited about the Miper deal, or are you excited about sticking it to your mom? Like straightens her back i don't know what you're talking about i am really excited for this opportunity yeah well i they're one in the same <laughs> they're one in, i said i wouldn't lie to you and that was a lie so they're one in the same to me elliot if i'm being honest i think this is a cool thing we get to do i've got a cool new reality cannon hopefully one that won't backfire in my face and permanently disfigure me for you know who knows how long probably forever so yeah i i i, I am 49% excited to be working with Miper and 51% excited to show my mom that slug blasting is a legitimate, cool, profitable, uh, relevant, exciting hobby that is safe and cool and good. And she's wrong. And she's wrong and deserved to have her portal blown up. <laughs> that's all you had to say. I think that's where we uh, we leave the crew. Now I'm going to assume that you're able to you know, pick a time that works for all of you. Uh, and, uh, unless anyone has any other preparations they'd like to make before we leave, I transport you now to the plane of Empyrean. single dewdrop clings to the tip of a long curved blade of teal-colored grass backlit by the glow of the brilliant fuchsia sky, before being jostled by a warm, fragrant breeze and plummeting to the rich, dark soil below. The wind sends rippling waves out across the grassy meadow, which covers a long, thin strip of land that stretches off into the distance for miles before slowly curving around and upward, arching and weaving like a ribbon floating on the wind, a three-dimensional fractal island floating in open sky. This ribbon of terrain curves back on itself several times, forming loops and twists and figure-eight patterns. 
Waterfalls plummet off the edge of one level and continue on as streams on the level below. In some areas, massive deciduous trees extend upward, their leafy branches almost grazing the jagged rocks and earthy roots hanging from the underside of the terrain above. Slowly, the fuchsia sky shifts to a burnt sienna, and the color of the foliage shifts in perfect harmony to a dazzling sapphire. The silence here is deep and dense, but not oppressive, broken only by the babbling of streams, the crashing of waterfalls, and the melodious sound of birdsong. And it is in this verdant, natural paradise that we find the five members of Weird Gravity. You guys are standing on this uh, ribbon-like island, floating in in an open sky as as the sky itself changes, shifts colors. I don't think there's a sun here. I think it's just like the sky itself gives off a glow. Clearly, the laws of like nature and physics work differently. You're not entirely sure how this like there's no planet core and there's no sun and and what's going on. But uh, we find our crew standing on this terrain on this weaving strip of land that sort of loops and curls. Um, and, and as you materialize here, you all feel strained. Um, you all feel like you're sort of being pulled in all directions at once. Uh, and it hits you that you have never really been this far from your home plane. Like this is so many dimensions removed from Null uh, that it is it is the furthest that you have ever been away from Null. And your bodies just aren't used to this dimensional pressure. Um, so you don't know how long you can maintain a presence here before we, we've established before that like peel back is a thing that you have a, a connection to your home plane that pulls at you and and when you're you know injured or under strain or stressed or whatnot it can be worse um and and you're feeling it now more than ever so you're not sure how long you can stay here um and to symbolize that part of the condition of this run uh that you guys chose last time called out was that i get some extra gm tokens and i'm going to use one of them right now everyone's going to fill one slam box so you're all starting off this run with one slam. We're gonna uh, call it Quantum Strain. Wow. I, oh, oh, geez, you guys are y- y'all are feeling this Quantum Strain here too, right? It feels like it feels like my eyes are vibrating and my fingernails want to start curling backwards. Does anyone else feel that? <laughs> you all feel that. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't f- feel good. I, I can even feel it through the armor. And I should point out that probably Chester stands out more than the rest of them because in this colorful, bright place, Chester <laughs> in his new armor, uh, is it's just pure black. It's black metal. It's shiny. And uh, the, the, the only kind of color that's evident in it is in the uh, cracks of the different plates where there's like an uh, uh, underglow effect. Uh, that, you know, has this uh, uh, green uh, kind of light that uh, comes from the different, in, in between the plates. And he has a helmet on that is also black. And then the visor, which uh, kind of goes from in front of his mouth to the, the top of his head. It's glass, but it's like shaded glass. So you can't even really see him. You just, you can tell he's in there because you can see like the outline of his head inside. Uh, so Chester looks like a gaming PC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chester yeah. looks like if Daft Punk was the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. 
And so he he looks very bizarre because he doesn't seem to have any personality aside from like the tiny bits of color. And uh, uh, every once in a while, he like tries to swipe at something in front of it. it. It's like he walked into a spider's web. And what's happening is in front of his vision is a heads up display that kind of gets in his way somewhat, somewhat and, and he doesn't know how to like get it to go away or anything. So he's just kind of swiping in front of his head every once in a while. Uh, and But yeah, he's looking around this place, sticking out like a, a sore thumb. Um, I think it's as Chester is kind of stumbling and feeling his way around and, and getting his bearings in this new armor that you uh, you all hear a sort of crackling and in, in perfect synchronization for uh, young adults in, in uh, distinctly colored but very matching uh, tracksuit uniform things come like skidding in on their hoverboards and like skid to a stop sideways in a perfect line, one, two, three, four. Uh, and the four members of Lazy Bunny have now arrived. One of them has the signature device of a robot companion, um, and it is uh, sort of hovering around and is clearly like getting action footage, like it's doing uh, Michael Bay style swooping cinematography, <laughs> looping around them, and like uh, getting a bunch of cool footage of them as they enter the dimension. And Bryce looks up at you and says, Sorry, we're right on time. And they all high five. <laughs> <laughs> the bunnies hop oh. into the meadow. Uh, Chester's, I'm like, okay, oh right, I gotta, I got the recording on this one, you guys. Okay, and he like looks at his forearm, his left forearm, where there's like a little uh, uh, data pad kind of a thing with a display. It's a color screen, but it has motion blur. So anything, anytime uh, movement happens on the screen, it has, it's a little blurry. And he, uh, there's a little dial that he can spin uh, with a, like, it's a touch uh, kind of a thing. And he spins it and he's like, okay, main menu, uh, <laughs> visor operation, live Ooh. recording. No, okay. Uh, wait, hold on back. Live recording. Right. Uh, uh, okay. And uh, this uh, now his visor is now, uh, like whatever he sees through his visor is the thing that would display on a screen if they were watching our feed. Gotcha. So you're streaming this all live to your your MyPage account. Mm-hmm. The rest of you can stream as well. You've got your, your fancy M phones. I guess, Chester, you would have one of those as well now that you're officially back as part of the crew. So anyone can uh, can be streaming at any point. But Chester is going to be running the wide shot, I guess, is a good way of thinking of it. <laughs> yeah. So Bryce looks to all of you and is like, all right, well, I uh, guess we're uh, we're all here and accounted for. And oh, hey, look, you're uh, it's 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 all of you. Um, good. Good to. Good to see you again. Well, you chose the the place and the time. I think it's only fair that uh, that we choose the challenge, right, team? And they all sort of. Uh, I already had them all high five. They all uh, low they all, five. They all low five. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then, in, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but we've never uh, never really had much experience in Empyrean. It's it's a little far from home for us, and I think if we're here, we gotta we we gotta find the Dutterflocks, right? What do you say? First crew to get a selfie with it wins the challenge. I'm sorry. Could you define a Dutterflox? Uh, the Dutterflox, and you you guys can choose how much Slug Blaster lore you have access to and whether you've heard of this or not. It's not particularly, doesn't concern me whether or not you've heard of it before. But uh, Empyrean is known for its uh, uh, wildlife, its, its spectacular uh, local flora and fauna, and specifically sort of uh, mythical and hybrid uh, cryptid sort of animals such as uh, uh, the Dutterflox. It is a, a famed creature here. I, I don't think you any of you know exactly 
what it is um but maybe you've heard uh heard tell heard rumors of of that this is like a famous thing in Empyrean that like yeah there's you know flocks of of uh, or herds of winged deer and flocks of flying fish and stuff but the 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 rarest of the uh Empyrean cryptids is the dutter flocks what does it look like well from from what i've heard it's a uh, it's a uh, you know a, a fox with the wings of a butterfly and the horns of a deer the dutter flocks Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Chester's like off to the side and he's going into his armor and he's just like main menu uh, encyclopedia <laughs> oh how do I spell it I have a question what's up how come you're the only one who ever says anything I mean I don't think that's fair we say things sometimes yeah it's just kind of easier if one person sort of speaks for us because then you know we we don't all get mixed up and talk over each other and then you can't you can't understand what you're worth saying if we all talk at the same time so it's just easier this way I thought you were talking as Nick at the start <laughs> Does Price do the thing where he like slowly closes his hand and everyone stops talking Yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah what they said I hate your team dynamic. <laughs> ah, this is great. Get the get the trash talk going. We we hate your dynamic. Also, we we think you should be less of a forte and more of a pianissimo. Uh, we'll 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 come up with a better one. It's it's fine. Edit edit that out. Anyway, uh, what do you say, crew? You up for our challenge? First crew to take a selfie with the Dutterflocks. Heck yeah. Lake also is speaking for the team in this moment, but no one's like, yeah, backing I think her Bryce kind of like waits to hear if anyone else is like, uh, oh, uh, yeah, very efficient. Okay, uh, then then let's go. May the best crew win. And he kind of goes, I guess he just, if if <laughs> if there's no starting, if there's no pistol or whatever, yeah. Angus just like hoverboards away. Ah, <laughs> uh, beautiful. Dupper blocks. No, that's not going <laughs> Uh, diff. Oh, boy. Angus, wait up! And Nick takes off, too. Yeah, Angus, I love, you know, at, true, to your, true to form, you have gotten a head start here. Um, this is this is very much your playbook style. Um, so I think you are able to, to get a little bit of distance on the rest of the crew. Um, and we're going to catch up with you in a moment. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the rest of you, the crew here, um, yeah, I, I think you, you have a moment here where you're sort of scanning around to see, like, where, where did Angus take off to and where's the, the best place to start looking around for some wildlife. The area you're in currently is sort of a, a grassy meadow, very, very long, tall grass being, you know, rippled by the breeze. And as the breeze catches a tuft of this long, tall grass and tosses it to the side for just a moment, you all catch a glimpse of something. Its indigo fur has silvery accents, and its large, velvety blue wings stand upright and poised. Two long, thin antlers protrude from the top of its head, semi-translucent and glinting in the light. Its eyes are wide and watchful, and as you meet its gaze, it suddenly springs forward, whirling back on itself and dashing away. Its movements are mercurial, fluid, and graceful, and it only takes a split second for the last glimpse of its fuzzy tail to disappear uh, back into the tall grass. And only a split second more for all four members of Lazy Bunny to take off in hot pursuit. Dapper Cap. Uh, No, that's not quite it. Okay, back, back. Chester, forget it. Let's just go. The chase is on, gang. And and, uh, Lake Lake is going to kick off um, again to to purposely leave. She thinks everyone's going to follow her Mm -hmm. because this is what we're here to do. And we all feel this quantum, you know, uh, strain. 
and it's right there, and there goes Lazy Bunny. So Lake Lake kicks off and chases after it, assuming everyone's behind her. Yeah, Elliot uh, kicks off as well. Oh boy! Uh, back, back, back. Main menu. Uh, mobility <laughs> options. Uh, jet propulsion. Oh boy! Burst. And like Chester is uh, now in front of us. <laughs> Uh, uh, coming out of his back, uh, these plates open up, and like there's a series of like little jet uh, propulsions that go down, uh, uh, you know, shoulder blades down his back and uh, down his thigh, uh, over his butt and everything. And he's uh, he starts like low level flying, uh, and but he's shooting forward. He's not going in the way of the the better fl- uh, f- uh, flocks yet. But he, then he quickly like tries to like uh, wheel around and start coming back in. But yes, Chester goes rocketing forward, and with that, I think we have three members of our crew in hot pursuit of the Dutter flocks. Where uh, and Nick is in hot pursuit of Angus, who has taken off in. I'm gonna say like a complimentary, but not exact. Like they're they're not going the exact opposite direction on this island, but also not following directly. They've kind of gone off on their own path, and we'll have to reconverge with the hunt momentarily. Uh, but I want to pause here to talk about the mechanic and how this is all going to work, um, because I thought a lot about how to do this. Should it be, you know, a progress track and a danger track? Should it be, how, to, how does this work exactly? And I realized that there's there's a type of challenge that we haven't done here thus far, which is a, like an elimination race. Mm-hmm. Um, so what this is going to be is a series of obstacles, essentially. You're going to have to chase this thing and follow after it as it moves through the terrain. Uh, and as we hit each sort of checkpoint, I'm going to need rolls from everyone uh, that determine whether you're able to sort of clear that. Uh, And if you succeed, you get to stay in the race. If you get a mixed success, there may be a complication or a slam. Uh, And if you fail, you are out of the race. Not necessarily like peeled back, but lost enough ground that you're significantly behind. Uh, And we're going to sort of whittle the ranks down one by one until someone emerges victorious. Um, you also have the option of throwing kick-on rolls if you want to try and knock members of the opposing team out of the race. Mm. Uh, Robin? Yeah? I have a secondary goal. Okay. Uh, Elliot wants to catch up with each individual member of Lazy Bunny and interview them on her tape recorder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go. Absolutely. Uh, this, I, I love it, and I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's see how this plays out. I want to cut over to uh, Angus and Nick. So Nick, you you had kind of seen Angus take off at a sprint and and went running after him just sort of the moment before the Dutter flocks appeared there uh, and as such mm-hmm. you're able you're able to keep up with them I think we've we've proven in the past that uh, while it can be anyone's game who wins a race between them y'all are pretty evenly matched when it comes to uh, keeping up with each other um, so it doesn't take you long to catch up and uh, and when you do it's it's uh, I think maybe at a moment where Angus has paused um, and and uh, you quickly see what he's looking at so you both see this. You notice an area where the meadow sort of slopes down into a small valley. It's shrouded in overgrown grass, but you can just make out some stonework built into the hillside. 
The stone is crumbling and ancient, and lines of bricks that were once straight and orderly have sunken and shifted, forming unnatural curves, uh, with thick moss growing in the cracks. You can just make out some sort of an entryway with a tunnel heading downwards that looks like no one has entered it for decades, maybe centuries, and you instantly recognize the symbol of a tree carved into stone above the door, because it looks exactly like the fountain in front of the Arborist Temple in Venice Spar. Uh, Angus, I, I, I think I saw a, a vulpine form going the other way and with the crew, and then the... Oh. Oh. So, that's a lead, right? An, an arborist structure? Here in Empyrean, but it might have something to do with Equinox. So I want to take a moment here before anything is decided to sort of set up. As you're standing here, you see the entryway to the temple. You also do see your friends um, in hot pursuit of something in the tall grass. You're, you know, you can't see what they're after, but... Between them and Lazy Bunny, they're all in hot pursuit of something. You're pretty sure they've spotted the thing and they're off on their challenge. Now, the mechanic of this is an elimination race. So the more members you have in the race, the more people can be knocked out and the better chance that you you win this thing. Because right now it's uh, five on four, but if you guys leave, it's going to be four on three and they're going to have a little bit of an advantage here. But I think you also see that uh, robot companion from Lazy Bunny flying overhead streaming and you see Chester in his weird... Robocop Judge Dredd outfit um, and realize that uh, that this is all going live and that uh, if if whatever you're doing is meant to be in any way clandestine or secret from Miper, um, that may pose uh, complications there as well. But yeah, you have you have this moment where you you see your friends go by and you have an instant here where you can go after them and join the race. You can call them to you, or you can do nothing and. Uh, and take off on your own path. And I'm curious to know what each of you wants to do here. We should check uh, it out. But but we're supposed to be catching a... Uh, a, a yeah, gets, yeah, we should definitely go catch that thing, and then what? You know, like, uh, we win in our little rivalry against Lazy Bunny. Miper pats us on the back, and then sets up our next big adventure. This is the adventure, Nick. Oh, I'm not about to pass up this adventure, Angus. But, uh, we have to keep up appearances for our overlords, eh? And he does a little tap on the side of his nose. He rolls his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> He's like, okay, what do you have in mind? Robin. Yes. If I were to spend a certain amount of kick, mm -hmm. could I make an ability that normally works on just me work on me and another person? Oh, Hang is it the on. ability I think it is? <laughs> if I were to expend all five of my kick that I have for the entirety of this run right now in this moment. Uh -huh. that, seems like a, that seems like a lot. No, no, no. No, let him finish. What is it that you want to do? Is there any way that both Angus and Nick could hypothetically use the plane haunt ability on Nick's Rift Ninja sneakers? <laughs> to duplicate to both partake in the race and adventure in this tunnel <laughs> you know what uh i'm gonna give you that that like because you're willing to mark all of your kick and and it does need to be all of it and uh because both of you have sneaker based similar signature devices i don't think it is unreasonable that you could sort of 
chop and screw and hack uh, Angus's sneakers to incorporate this ability just this one time from yours uh, and allow <laughs> both of you to do that. So if you're willing to spend literally all of your kick about it, yes, you can do this. Uh, so uh, we don't have to get into the specifics here. You, you, uh, I, I don't know how exactly it happens, but I think they need to be laying on their backs with both feet pressed up against each other. Yeah. <laughs> You uh, Game Boy Link cable your sneakers together. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, it absolutely does involve a link cable. That is beautiful. And with some with some serious overclocking that burns every last one of your resources, or at least every last one of your kick, uh, you are able to uh, do this. And you suddenly find each of you finds yourselves as uh, two semi-translucent ghostly yous. I am going to remind you that part of the mechanic here is that each of you is half as powerful. And so in order mm-hmm. to do stuff with your signature device and whatnot, you sometimes need to add kick, which oh, you now yeah. have none of. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, going to be fun for that. you. <laughs> Michael, Michael, you really need to learn the art of negotiation. Boy, howdy. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right, Dave. I really needed to bet my kick for this run and next run. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and with that, um, two of you go off in pursuit of the rest of the crew, and two of you head into the depths. Hey friends, it's me, your Slugmaster Game Blaster, here with an exciting announcement. Stick around! Uh, But also, first and foremost, here to thank you once again for listening to the show, and to encourage you to recommend it to friends and leave us positive ratings and reviews on your favorite podcatchers, because those are the absolute best ways to help the show grow. They're quick, they're easy, and we appreciate them so, so much. And we appreciate all of you! Uh, We are at Quantum Kickflip on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow us for new episode updates, memes, audiograms, and more. You can also subscribe to us on Patreon, where for just five bucks a month, you can get early access to every new episode of Quantum Kickflip, as well as bi-weekly bonus content like interviews, outtakes, and Chester's Groove Station. Uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsors over at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. Check them out at amaas.ca. And finally, we are proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network, who have just a ton of amazing locally made shows over at albertapodcastnetwork.com. We release Quantum Kickflip bi-weekly, and this run is a two-parter, so you can catch the conclusion of this run on Wednesday, April 27th. And we are going to get you right back to the action here, but I did mention an exciting announcement off the top, uh, which is that we've been doing this show for one entire year. Uh, We're thrilled with the response so far, and we just wanted to thank you all once again for all of the love and the support. And uh, to mark the occasion of our one-year anniversary of uh, Quantum Kickflip, uh, we figured we'd take this opportunity to announce our first season finale. That's right, on Wednesday, June 22nd, we will begin the final run of this season. It has all been leading up to this. Uh, It'll likely be several parts, so there will be a few more weeks of new episodes after that, and then we've got some fun bonus content lined up to tide you over to the start of season two, and honestly, to buy us some time to figure out what season two even looks like. Anyway, we've got some incredible, exciting stuff planned for the rest of the season. I can't wait for you to hear it. 
much like I can't wait for you to hear the rest of this episode. So I'm going to throw it over to Sally from Lazy Bunny for some quick words from our sponsors, and then we'll catch up with our heroes. Oh, uh, hi there. I'm Sally from Lazy Bunny, and um, I, I kind of thought that we were going to do this as as a whole crew, but I don't see anyone else here, so I, I guess I'll just go into it. Um, not really used to being a solo act, so uh, bear with me here. Um, anyways, this episode was brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which is on a mission to inform you about your city. Uh, Want to get a handle on Edmonton's growing innovation scene? T- take a listen to Bloom, Taproot's newest podcast. Each week, hosts Emily Rendell Watson and Faiza Ranji will discuss the latest developments and efforts to solve new problems and diversify the community. Find out who has invented what, who is investing in whom, and what is on the horizon. Find Bloom wherever you listen to podcasts or visit bloom.taprootedmonton.ca. Um, normally this is the part where Dylan would say something funny about what I just said, and then we'd all go, Dylan, um, but he's not here, and I, I can't really think of anything, so I, I'm just going to move on to the next ad. Okay, um, this episode was also brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group, and once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with the Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing, and this year's focus is on making ends meet. Learn more at ecfoundation.org. Uh, ECF, Edmonton Community Foundation, uh, it, it should, more, more like it should stand for um, Edmonton Cares a Lot About This City Foundation. <laughs> Sally. Anyway, I, I tried to do a Never mind. Let's just get you back to the action. So we started off in the sort of long stretch of meadow, the tall waving grass. Uh, and I, I think we're, we're going to start right with that because that weirdly is is kind of your first obstacle there's nothing really in your way here there's no barrier other than the grass itself it's really really tall and wavy and this thing is both fox size so pretty small and fast and low to the ground so your first role here is just going to be can you keep track of the movements of the dutter flocks and sort of keep pace with it and follow it through this uh sort of mess of, of tangled grass so we've got three members who are following after it in hot pursuit uh elliot Lake and Chester. Who wants to roll first? I feel Lake uh, should go first because she's at the front of the pack. That's probably true. Um, yeah. And so I can... I'm just trying to keep up with this thing. I can't necessarily see it. Yeah, so it, it vanished into the tall grass, and so you're tearing after it, and this roll is going to determine like, can you keep eyes on it? Can you follow it through the grass? Do you lose it? Do you go the wrong direction? Do, does... It's uh, any number of misfortunes befall you, uh, but your your attempt here is just to sort of track it and get close to it. Sure. I think I'm just going to roll uh, to try to keep up with it, but I'm going to take a hype die uh, out of our crew pool. So All I'm right. Roll two, 2d6 to, to just... It's hype. It's We're doing it. Let's go. Ooh, hear that clatter. Hear that clack. They are both four. Mm-hmm. All right. Mixed success. So yeah, you you take off, and I think it's just the sort of motivation. Like Lake was very very hype on this run, and hype to like 
make this a run to remember. And uh, so you you were no hesitation, nothing holding you back. You tore off after this thing. And as such, you're able to keep pretty good eyes on it. You keep catching glimpses of its sort of indigo fur peeking out in between the tufts of grass. Uh, and as described, like the, the sky and the grass are both shifting in color, kind of like a, a, a mood lamp or something. Like they're rotating through very slowly uh, a range of rainbow colors. But this thing is, is always just briefly visible. Sometimes it stands out more, sometimes it blends in, but you're able to keep track of it all the same. Um, for your complication here, I want to uh, get you to roll me two more d6, and we're gonna we're gonna roll on a little table I've made. Sure. <gasps> I happen to have four black d6 and two red ones, so I'm gonna roll these two red ones. Three and a four. Three and a four. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as you're keeping pace with this thing, your your focus is so uh, locked onto it, and like trying to keep track of the glimpses that you, you miss uh, the signs of an incoming uh, bit of wildlife. A, a herd of uh, winged turtles um, mm. comes careening past. <laughs> They've got like, uh, you know, a, a beetle where like the wings are kind of part of the, they blend in with the shell, but when they're, they're flying, their translucent wings come up. Yeah. Uh, so it's like turtles with beetle wings. If anyone can come up with a good portmanteau of, of would it be a burtle, a teetle? <laughs> a herd of teetles. So, uh, what about a, what a koopa? <laughs> would be a Koopa. No. Um, I have a table of, uh, of animals uh, that I can mash together in any arrangement. So this herd of teetles. Birdles. I'm calling them birdles. They're bird turtles. Whatever you want to call them um, comes sort of swooping down low. Um, and I think one of them just sort of blindsides you a little bit. You get caught by the shell and it knocks you a little off course and you knock it a little off course. Um, not enough so that you lose track because it was a success, but you're going to take a slam from this. Nope. Um, oh, nope. Okay. Nope. I think she ducks. I think she <laughs> she sees them in the last moment. Dips, ducks, dives, dashes, dodges. You know the yeah. the, the drill. Um, I'll take my trouble about it. Um, but nope. I say beautiful. Mark your trouble, and yeah, you you. Uh, yeah, I think your it's your focus is on the on the creature, but then at the last second, it's, it catches out of the out of the corner of your eye. I think Lake is really like firing on all cylinders here. I mm -hmm. think uh, Lake is the sort of person where like you can, if you if you build something up or work yourself up enough, you it sort of like motivates you and you can kind of get some of your best work done when you're almost like a little bit too, uh, too stressed or too worked up. And that's like Lake has built this up as like, this is the run that's gonna, you know, win over the crew and uh, get everyone on board on this Miper thing and, and stick it to my mom and make me a famous slug blaster and achieve all of my dreams. Um, mm -hmm. And and who knows how accurate any of that is, but I think Lake has really built this up. And as a result is just like, you, we're seeing uh, Lake at her slug blasting pinnacle here. So you like effortlessly like lean all the way to one side, but still manage to keep on your board and then snap back up uh, and you dodge out of the way of this thing. And yeah, I think you just have this this brief moment as you're like, careening towards this and your friends are hot on your trail and you dodge out of the way of this this thing that would have walloped you in the head but instead you get like this this beautiful view of a, a flock of winged turtles flying off into the the glowing golden sky and it just like it kind of hits you that like this is why you love doing this this is you're, you're mm -hmm. in an impossible fantastical situation with your best friends having a fantastic time sticking it to some some nerds um, and, and like, getting paid to do it. You love it. You'll love to see just it. Just gets that little moment. Let's get rolls from uh, Chester or Elliot. Elliot goes next. Watch out for the Birdles, Elliot. Thanks. Uh, Chill always rolls with two, so I'm just going to roll straight two. Sweet. 
That's a four. Mixed success as well. Um, you know, I was going to give you something unique, but I love this table too much. Let's get another roll. Sure. Uh, 2d6, please. That's a one and a four. Yes, Elliot, you are also able to maintain pace here. I think um, you you are watching Lake, who has eyes on it, and are able to kind of like, even when you lose it, you don't lose Lake. And between the two of you, you're sort of like keeping each other on track. I do have a complication for you here because it is a mixed success. Um, but you had a little side quest going on. So I want to give you a moment here. I think you are within range of one of the members of uh, Lazy Bunny. Uh, you find yourself sort of keeping pace next to Sally and uh, and you're you're sort of within shouting distance. Hey, 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 Sally, Sa- Sally. And I and I um, pull out my or like I have my tape recorder ready and I like kind of gesture with it. Oh, um, are, are you? Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, I want to know anything interesting about you. Um, what is your favorite type of ice cream? Um. Oh, uh, my my favorite. Did did you have you asked have you asked Bryce? What did Bryce say? My favorite type of ice cream was. I, I... Oh <laughs> no no no, girl! This is uh, this is all you. I, well, I, they're all so good. I mean, like. You know, it's strawberry is, is obviously delightful, but then sometimes you're just in the mood for chocolate and it's it's nice. And then uh, but, but butterscotch can be kind of like, I don't know, interesting and mysterious. And like, what what's even like, what's going on there? And then, but uh, uh, just vanilla. I mean, it goes with everything. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to just, ha- I'm, I'm going to, hey, hey, I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to distract me. Well, it's not going to work. I'm, I'm too committed to the task. We're going to win this challenge, whether you like it or not. All right. <laughs> thanks for the uh thanks for the talk uh and she sort of like and and like skids off in another direction and maybe you even inadvertently like throw her a little bit off the trail because she's sort of trying to spite you but um uh she's not out of the race uh we haven't haven't had any kick yet but she's uh she's she's a little bit uh off track here um and it's at that moment maybe maybe your conversation here has distracted you maybe you're just uh weren't quite paying attention that like the grass sort of parts and you see in front of you, like a little group of creatures go skittering past like a little, little uh, group of mice or something. But as you, as you look down, you realize that they're like little tiny coyotes, um, <laughs> size coyotes go skittering through. You sort of uh, swerve to avoid going directly over top of them because they're, they're a little, little tiny and cute and you don't want to, you know, pulverize them with your hover repulsors. Um, and I think it's that that gives you your slam. You just sort of take a spill here and bail. Uh, but, nope. All right. No. <laughs> love it. Mark your trouble. We're racking up the trouble on this run. Uh, and I, I love to see it. I have, uh, I have an ability called lucky. I only mark one trouble when I use the nope ability. <sighs> all right. We're not racking up that much trouble, but I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I do a kick flip over top of them. Amazing. Yeah. It looks cool as hell. We need one more roll. Chester. Okay, so I am uh, using the mobility boosters, which of course is this jet propulsion. And uh, now that he kind of is back uh, in control of it, uh, he's going to angle a little bit, the the boosters, so they start launching him up a little bit so he can kind of get above the grass and then like try to glide his way back down and uh, in pursuit of the the, uh, Dutter Flocks. And... I'm going to try to look cool. And here's the thing. I just realized I've been playing this game for a while now. 
and I have completely forgotten that I have Power Cell, which gives me an extra boost, and I have not used it ever once. So I'm going to use that. <laughs> All of those times you've been like, I'm completely out of extra dice. Yes. What I am I going to do? Nothing. I got, there's nothing in there. Had one in the and chamber. It, oh my god, <laughs> beautiful. Uh, so I'm just going to use that one right now so that way I don't have to mark it or whatever. I know it's out of the way. So I'm going to use two dice. Uh, I roll a six. And so like I, I start going up into the air. I rise above it. And I like quickly scan and I see like the dutter flocks kind of like uh, it parting the grass ahead of it and try to angle towards it. And I kind of do like gracefully land in and just go straight into running with like the, you know, the mechanized uh, legs uh, to help me try to keep pace. It is not as fast as uh, my old armor, but you know, it is still pretty quick. Uh, and it's all being recorded. So I looked cool as Beautiful, hell. Beautiful, yeah. The the <laughs> stream is uh, is blowing up. You got tons of people in the, in the chat. Um, it's, it's maybe coming up on your heads up display that like the, the chat messages are like scrolling along the right hand side and it's actually making it kind of hard to like keep tabs on the Jutterflux because you've got like mm. comments scrolling by being like, yeah, weird gravity, kick ass, cool, you can do it, not lazy bunny rules. <laughs> and with a perfect success, you're able to, even in spite of all that distraction, you keep tabs on it and you are neck and neck with uh, Lake uh, Elliot and the members of Lazy Bunny. Before we go any further, then, I think we need a roll from uh, Nick and Angus. Uh, we won't spend a ton of time on this because we've already kind of illustrated this first checkpoint. Um, but I just need to know, like, can you navigate this first hurdle and keep up with the others? So let's let's get rolls from you. And it would be really funny if you got knocked out of the race instantly and this whole plan was for nothing. But uh, yeah, I want to I wanna see it. Uh, I think Angus would uh, uh, tap Nick on the arm and go... Should we teleport up and cut him off? Yeah, if we make a jump ahead, uh, this this will just be like taking a skip on Rainbow Road. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, and I am willing to lend Nick some of my kicks so that he can slip rattle and I can use my energy tensor and uh, cut him off, basically. Or try to cut do off we, the uh, Dutterflux. Yes. Do you want to essentially t- treat it like a, like a team roll on the teleport? Yeah, I'm into that. I will throw in two kick. Uh, I can pop you two more d6. Amazing. And you know what? I'm going to take one of those hype die. Go for it. Nick and I are stoked on the many adventures we are uh, undertaking together. So that is 46 with two kick. Here we go. The highest was a four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Michael, can you tell me what that plane hot ability says about slams? Uh... Each only half there, each only half hurt by slams. Noping costs one trouble. Amazing. Oh, man, I thought it was going to be the opposite of, like, you both <laughs> nope. feel the full impact <laughs> of the slam. Um, so uh, if we both have to nope a failure, or do only one of us have to? I'm going to say, like, I, I think what would be fair here is you're, you're, you're each doing this, so it was a mixed success. You would each take a slam. You, you run into another hilarious uh, hybrid animal, and it's it's delightful and whimsical. Um, but uh, <laughs> if you do want to know, but I think it's going to cost two trouble total, one for each of you. Or you can take the slam. You've got one box available each. I, I don't want to tell you how to live your life. I've also got a lot more trouble boxes open. <laughs> <laughs> We've been good boys. All right. <laughs> we can mark a little trouble. Nope. 
We passed that Snelk so well. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and and you catch up with the, the rest of the crew there. Speaking of the rest of the crew, let's uh, let's get into our second checkpoint. Uh, at this point, it's pretty much it's anyone's race. You're, you're all kind of uh, in a in a group around this thing. I think you're it's you know weaving it out of the grass. So like one of you get, catches a glimpse of it for a while and gets closer, and it's, it's very like this push and pull in the race as we're going. Um, you all kind of skid to a stop in front of a stream uh, that is sort of crashing down from. We described this like weaving ribbon of land. So I, I picture like there's an uh, a level above you that has a waterfall that is crashing down here and is creating a stream that runs across the entire length of this or width of this path. Um, and as you watch, the Dutter Flocks goes uh, leaping out and just sort of hops and skips gracefully along a line of, of uh, raised rocks sticking up out of the water and just sort of jumps from one rock to the next to the next to the next and, and goes off across this uh, creek. So your second obstacle here is is a water hazard, and I, I want to just clarify because I think we've addressed this before, but let's let's decide and canonize how hoverboards work on water, um, which is that <laughs> they need a, a, a like a hard surface to hover off of to repulse off of. So they are when you're hoverboarding over water, it's not the surface of the water that you're hovering off of; it's the the bed, the bottom, the floor of the creek. Um, mm -hmm. And this one does look particularly deep, so it's looking like if you do try to sort of hover across, unless you're navigating your way along the rocks and kind of using those to keep you propelled up out of the water, you're going to be going down into the creek, and uh, that's probably going to interfere with your forward momentum pretty quick. But you have a creek in front of you, it's pretty wide, it's pretty deep, and the Dutterflox is taken off across. Where is Lazy Bunny in relation to this creek? I think you're all kind of like if that line of rocks that the thing crossed is sort of the center point, like you're off to one side and they're off to another and you sort of all kind of converge at it. And uh, and I guess we'll see who makes the first move here. Keep in mind, you uh, can use kick to try and take them out if that's a thing you want to try and do. Who this this water's running real fast, team, but uh, hmm, I think I have a plan. And she she's like, let's see what this new baby can do. Uh, and fires up her reality cannon, her nice new one, uh, starts uh, dialing in on the parameter dial, uh, and she is going to blast, like, a straight line across, like, starting at the the edge of the water we're at, uh, mm -hmm. as far as she needs to. I guess not a straight line, because it shoots in a lob. Um, yeah. She's going to try to place it for, like, in the middle of the stream. Mm -hmm. um, she is going to use the uh, parameter dial to try to freeze it. I, I, I love this offer, and it's going to have um, positive repercussions for everyone else's uh, attempt here, should you succeed in it. So uh, do what you need to do, add what you're adding, and le let's get that roll. I'm going to take a hype die. I'm going to uh, take a die from my turbo for a total of three dice. So one hype, one turbo, one that you get for trying. Let's go it's a six Beautiful. Nice. yeah you fire this lob it goes up into the the glowing sky which is uh chartreuse in this moment uh and then comes plummeting down and you just like dead center in the middle of the creek and uh rather than like outwards in a in a perfect sphere of ice it's sort of like 
fires out in both directions, uh, like towards you and away from you. So you get this like beautiful line of, of ice crossing the creek. Um, it doesn't look like perfectly stable and permanent. It looks like you've, you've created sort of a window to cross here. Um, but you're going to uh, get across effortlessly because that's a complete success and keep pace with this thing. And the rest of your crew, we're going to say, gets a plus one D6 to their roll. So they are going to still have to roll to nice. pass this obstacle, but everyone's going to be rolling with an extra D6 because of this sort of advantage that you've given them. Um, there you go, Chester. Do your skate thing. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was really trying to really trying to set you up for something, pal. I don't, I, whatever. And then she just keeps rolling. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what order we go in here, um, because I I do love the idea that like if if the whoever's going last wants to try and sabotage this for Lazy Bunny, that is also a thing you can do. Otherwise, they may be assisted by this. Um, actually, I'll just say like if anyone wants to throw a kick on the roll, that might be what it what it amounts to. Because that's what it is. The kick allows us to uh, attempt uh, to cross the obstacle and also do an attack, right? And, like, knock one of them out of the race, yes. Okay, uh, yes, I, I, I can go last. Well, I, I'm at the back anyways, but uh, I have I have my idea. So Lake has made it across instantaneously. Um, Elliot, let's uh, let's hear from you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, try and... Try and make it across, rolling with 3d6. Is that extra one? Yes. That's a four. Another mixed success there. Um, once again, I think uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to talk to one of the members here. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think it is uh, I think it is Dylan this time. <laughs> uh, that maybe as you guys, you know, Lazy Bunny's trying to find their best way across. Maybe maybe Bryce took off across the, uh, the rocks and... and Sally and Paisley are kind of looking at this ice path and wondering if they'll be able to sort of ride your coattails here. Uh, and you have a moment there where Dylan's free and clear by the shoreside. D- Dylan, 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 my dude. Uh, you kind of have a um, reputation as the bad boy of Lazy Bunny. How do you feel about that moniker? I, I resent that moniker a little bit because at Lazy Bunny, we're all good boys. Cool. Cool. So it's fair to say that you're a dog person, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, but cats are so cool too. Oh, don't make me choose. Um, nah, nah, dogs are where it's at, yeah. All right. Tight. Nice talking to you. Sick. That's. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a lovely little interaction um, and with that you head off across this ice path that Lake has created and, and maybe uh, uh, Dylan sort of clocks like oh hey there's a path across um, I think this time the complication takes the form of uh, we're not going to roll it on the table it is just a, uh, a school of flying fish come cascading up out of the water they are they are seagulls, salmon and eagles crossed. Um, so they do the thing where like they're they're salmon jumping out of the water up uh, going upstream, um, but then they take flight with their eagle wings and continue up because that's easier than fighting the current. And yeah, I think with that you just sort of get like uh, uh, caught in this this swarm that that you're you're right in the, the heart of it as they sort of uh, flutter past you. Um, and we're we're once again gonna give you a slam here. Nope. Should I? Give it a name or are you going to nope? Yeah, you're going to nope it. Okay. Nope it. Uh, mark your trouble and yeah. uh, describe it. How do you how do you avoid this flock of uh, seagulls? Se- the flock of seagulls? 
Um, I take my headphones out. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I think run I, so far away? So far away. Uh, I think as I'm going, I... This is stupid. Um, I open my Voidware backpack like a giant butterfly net and just like... Uh, catch a bunch of them. <laughs> I love that. That's not stupid at all. Um, that's great. You, you've, you've netted yourself some seagulls. You have... Uh, uh, if you want to release them later, like a magician releasing doves, keep that in mind. Mark it in your inventory. You have <laughs> three seagulls in your bag. Three uh, seagulls. It's allowed you to yeah. avoid your slam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's get Angus and Nick's roll. Um, I think we're gonna keep your uh, your offers pretty brief and to the point because uh, you're, you're doing much more interesting stuff over uh, in another area that we're about to cut to. But uh, in the meantime, here let's let's uh, get your rolls. I think I'm just going to stick with the 2d6, uh, and I'm trying to look cool as Angus is, like, hoverboarding across. He kind of, like, drifts to, like, point his ray gun back and, like, fire a few pot shots at Lazy Bunny. Like, eh, hey, don't come this way. And I roll a six. Beautiful. I'm sorry, you put you were trying to look cool there. Did you put kick on that? No, just 2d6. Okay. Just the firing at Lazy Bunny. I wanted to clarify that you're not, like literally trying to kill one of them. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's like more aiming at the ice, like combination breaking up the ice and uh uh what's the word? Uh riling up lazy bunny. Yes. Um yeah, you do that exactly. I think it has the intended effect. They're they're uh a little bit put off and a little bit annoyed. Um and you you cross effortlessly. Uh let's get a roll from Nick as well. Uh was Nick at the back of the pack? I think the two of you were kind of nearer to the back because you had a little bit of catching up to do. Um, but Chester is sort of uh, holding an action, waiting for everyone else to cross before he steps in. Then, yeah, I think I'm just going to run the 2d6 on it. He's just he's just going to try and speed his way along. A, a four. I think you are able to cross this ice path then. Um, but where the complication comes in is maybe it is just like a little bit hard to keep your traction when you're, you know, going across moving water. Uh, slippery ice and maybe the ice has started to break up a little bit and it's shifting so you take a little bit of, of a spill as you're going across um, not enough to keep you out of the race I think you um, maybe tumble off the ice but onto the, the rocks and you're able to cross the rest of the way there um, but we're going to give you a banged up slam unless <laughs> <laughs> yes I shall use this power of the single trouble nope beautiful mark that trouble <laughs> And uh, you do take a little bit of a slide, but it's just a cool drift that gets you across to the other side. And you, uh, you sort of... I was going to say, I slide and I fall in the water, but then I, I pop out on the back of a giant seagull. And it carries <laughs> me to the shore. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> you slip on the ice and look like a bit of a fool, but you get there. Don't I get to describe You're avoiding a slam. You don't get to write your own seagull fan fiction. Come on now. <laughs> I just thought I got to say how I noped a thing. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was in the rules. I don't know. It's in the rules that I can will creatures into existence to do my bidding. <laughs> anyway, let's jump to Chester. Uh, you, you, you're at the back of the pack. Lazy Bunny is closing in looking like, hey, if there's a free ice bridge, we'll take a free ice bridge. Uh, what do you do? Uh, main menu. Um, okay, where where's the visor operation? No, no, not self-defense measures. No, uh, uh cancel, cancel. <laughs> no, I missed. I hit taser bugs. And, and I, I will roll and then I will describe what it is. I'm going to try to look cool in this as well. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I get the extra die from uh, the ice bridge. 
I'm going to also use one from grit for the sake of like being able to keep up my speed kind of a thing. And then I guess the kick as well, uh, so I can actually do all of this. So that's three die. Okay, uh, two fives and a two. So the thing is, as he's going in and he hits the uh, uh, taser bug by accident, his uh, uh, plate on his right forearm pops up and it fires off around. And it's like a sabot <laughs> round, right? It's a bullet that then like changes and turns into this like flat disc that spins, like with these uh, like <laughs> little like spikes that go at the side, and they it turns into a flying homing disc, and it uh, uh, it swoops back towards the uh, nearest lazy bunny person. Now you can decide if it takes them out or not. I don't know what a five means in this case mm -hmm. but it is zooming towards a person yeah it, it is going to hit this is a mixed success you've rolled so so you get to both do what you were attempting to do cross the river and also do what your kick allowed you to do take out one of the opposing team um there is going to be a complication for you because it was a mixed success you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with that in a moment here but yeah this makes contact it hits uh it hits dylan i think it gets him square in the chest <laughs> so if the taser bug hits as it's spinning like it, the spinning is helping it fly but the thing is as it gets closer to the target those spinning blades stop kind of go up uh and allow it to kind of latch onto the person and like the spikes kind of go in just a little bit just to dig in so it can discharge its taser blast which is just kind of like a, a stun gun kind of effect and it like it sends a, a little jolt of uh electricity through i guess am i Dylan. correct in thinking this is the exact same ability that on your former armor was soft balls that you duct tape to the outside that you could throw real hard but on this one since it's viper <laughs> armor it's like advanced weapon technology yeah it's, a, it's <laughs> the exact same thing except just uh advanced mechanically identical you're, you're able to do damage the same way but, but boy the flavor on this okay and, and also i i want to and i want to be clear when i fired that off i was not I, that was accident. He doesn't actually want to hurt or hinder any of them. Like, he thinks that that's not fair ball. So, like, when he sees it go fly uh, off and hits Dylan, he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it attaches to the front of him, uh, discharges its its jolt, uh, and I think we get, like, a little sort of a <coughs> from Dylan, and then he falls backwards. And, and all three members of Lazy Bunny in unison go, Dylan! <laughs> but in concern this time. I, like, what happens? What happens if he, uh, for for the sake of looking cool, what, maybe he just biffs it really hard, like it shocks him, and then he, he just like tumbles, like you know, g -g 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 a head over heels kind of a thing. And I, I can't like that on my on my screen. That's why it looks looks cool. And of course, more comments are now flying up my uh, right uh, heads up display. You know what? I like that. So you're kind of midway through the stream, and I think it's as he goes to jump onto the ice path behind you that this thing hits him. That's why it gets him in particular, is because he's the closest to you. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it zaps him. Doesn't like you know kill him or knock him out no but it's no, enough it's to throw to him off gun, right which yeah, uh yeah it stuns him which sends him into the drink 
Uh, at that point, we get the chorus of Dylan from the other three members. They're all very concerned. He he <laughs> thrusts a hand up out of the water with a thumbs up to let us know that he is, you know, okay. Uh, but also he's being carried away by the current and and uh, can't seem to get back onto his board and onto the path. And he's going to be incapacitated for long enough that he is effectively out of the race. Meanwhile, Chester, we've got a complication to administer here. And I think it is like much like Nick, uh, it's just like the ice is starting to break up and it's hard to keep on. So I think you get most of the way across, but before you're able to completely clear, you do go into the drink uh, just briefly, but maybe that compartment on your arm is still open uh, and where like, I'm sure your water, your armor is mostly waterproof, but something about having that weapon system online just gives you a little jolt uh, and that you're going to take a slam from that. I think we're going to give you a, a jolted slam uh, unless you want to counteract that in some way. Hey, Robin. Yes. Can I nope that Forchester? Absolutely. You want to mark the trouble? I absolutely want to mark one trouble. <laughs> uh, if I was a meaner GM, I'd say that because it's on Chester's behalf, you should really have to mark the two. You want me to mark two? I kind of do. <laughs> I'm working too then. Okay. Uh, and as uh, Chester uh, loses his footing a bit and is about to slip into the water, uh, Angus throws his hand out and grabs his arm and pulls him to safety. Aww. And of course, like, you know, as you you, you pull me acro- across and like, I have to keep going. So like, I'm just like looking back at you as I see you do that. And... Um, like, you can't tell because it's just a shaded visor. You can't see the expression. <laughs> but uh, Chester kind of smiles underneath. And it's like going along with the music that he's playing with his uh, headphones, the, the the music he listens to uh, when he needs to comfort himself, which he's been listening to throughout this whole run. <laughs> and uh, he keeps going. And um, Angus points to you and he says, we're a crew. I got your back. And then he keeps going. <laughs> Uh, that was both really sweet and really vindictive, and that's very Angus. <laughs> uh, and with that, speaking of very Angus, let's go see what's going on in that temple. So Nick and Angus, you, uh, half of you, uh, descended into this uh, darkened corridor. Uh, so what you see before you is a long shadowed hallway and it is uh, built up of and lined with from floor to ceiling uneven cobblestones. Uh, there's like a layer of dust over top of everything. Like we said, it looks like no one has been here in a long, long time. Uh, and occasional beams of light uh, filter in through cracks in the ceiling, uh, just like individual shafts of light illuminating the dust and it stretches off into the darkness further than you can see. The lights extend off into the dark. Is it sort of dim in here? Sorry, the hallway extends off into the darkness uh, for further than you can see. uh, Punctuated by occasional shafts of light, but not enough to illuminate. It is very dark in here. I think Nick uh, draws his Negatana and he's holding it out almost torch-like, giving off a bit of that red glow as, as they continue on into this hall. Angus holds out his lighter and has it lit like a silly little torch. <laughs> yeah, I want to get a roll for this. Um, it may seem silly to have you roll to walk down a hallway, but I know why I'm doing it. Um, 
I'll give you once again that like with with any of this you can you can roll individually to sort of double your odds that one of you has a success or you can roll as a team um pool your resources but share the consequences um let me know what you're doing and let's get a one roll or two um mm. can we know what the roll is f- for to traverse this first hallway to to walk mm. <laughs> okay so there's some there is the okay. mystery of it is making me just want to roll a d6 and see what happens <laughs> yeah i'm keeping things intentionally a little vague but like feel free to ask questions and make offers but if you're if you're literally just like no we want to walk down this hallway and see where it goes i do want to roll to see how that goes for you i guess <laughs> I, I guess i'll roll a d6 do you want to do team roll <laughs> sure we're a yeah. team Let's, Let's do we'll, it. We'll put both our lives on this one, one die. Yeah. For the fate oh, yeah. of two people. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you rolling it or am I? <laughs> I thought you were rolling it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. Go. It's a six. Yes. Oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I think you, you go to take a step into this hallway and, and maybe even get one or two steps in. And uh, Nick, you, you rolled that complete success just now? Uh, yes. I think, yeah, you, you sort of go to take your, your third step and then sort of pause and, and put a hand on Angus and stop him from going any further. And you realize that those uneven cobblestones are, are uh, a little more uneven. There, there are certain ones that sort of stick out at, at a, a sharper discrepancy to the others. Um, and you realize that maybe it might be a good idea to watch where you're walking here. And with that, you're able to sort of, uh, with that complete success, you're able to navigate your way through and, and uh, tiptoe over these stones without triggering any uh, pressure-sensitive traps that might be lining this ancient temple. Hmm. Hold on, Angus. Uh, not the floor. You take left while I take right. Uh, oh. And then we just anti-negative friction out, so we'll walk along the walls. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> ah, Beautiful. I yeah, I mentioned that the cobblestones went all the way up, but yeah, it's a perfect offer. You're They've able got to... pressure plates on the walls. Yeah, <laughs> I know what my okay. characters uh, have. Nick, there's there's pressure points on the walls too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind, Angus. Don't 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 follow that character based offer. We're just gonna tiptoe. <laughs> no, 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 you you take the walls. There's less of them, and you're able to avoid the ones that are there. <laughs> We're going to put them on the walls, but we're not going to put as many on the walls. <laughs> in case you stop to lean against a tile and, and whoops, there you go. Uh, <laughs> very carefully, you're able to make it to the other side. Wow. Uh, good eye, Nick. I don't, I feel weird. Not going to lie, being half of a person and also feeling like I am going to peel back at like any moment is Whoa, really messing with me right now. Yeah, I have to say the quantum strain's ugh, putting a lot more on the plane haunt than normal. It feels like a hangover is physically trying to claw its way out of my body. <laughs> I've never been drunk, but I'll take your word for it. Yep, I would, uh, <laughs> I would know. <sighs> There's so much dust here, I, I wonder how long it's been since anyone's gone inside a temple. I mean, for your sake, I hope we find what you're looking for here. I don't even know what I'm trying to find. I, I I had found enough clues to to think that there might be something here in Imperium, but everything on that laptop was so cryptic. But there's got to be something down here. There's got to be. This is 
This is the answer that you were looking for. It's gotta be. Yeah. Let's find it. And then we yep. sort of quicken our pace, tiptoeing on these on these uneven cobblestoned walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys are able to cross to the other side and sort of uh, help each other clamber down and without triggering anything. And, uh, and with that, you approach a doorway um, that's a little bit peculiar, but we're going to find out exactly what's peculiar about it in just one moment. I want to check in on our friends over in the race. made your way to the other side of this this stream uh and you're now once again in hot pursuit you can see the dunner flocks out in front of you and you see that uh the, the stream has sort of interrupted the grasslands and on the other side of it there's a uh it very quickly comes up to a tree line uh and you see the dunner flocks take off into this sort of uh tightly packed uh forest of uh, of long tall thin trees um and and with uh, the advantage you gained there by creating that ice bridge, you're you're right on its heels, heading off into the forest. Um, and we're gonna get uh, some rolls for this uh, final obstacle, which is really just like, can you catch up to this thing without indoor speeder bike smashing into the trunk of a tree? Because these uh, this forest <laughs> is tightly packed, and you gotta uh, now that this thing has uh, cleared the water and cleared the tall grass, it is in uh, open underbrush and it's able to really move. So you gotta you gotta really push yourselves to keep up with it here, uh, and that makes it very hard to navigate through the densely packed forest. Uh, so let's get a roll. I went first last two times. Somebody else go first. <laughs> I just assumed that it was because you were at the front that yeah, Lake's been uh, kind of leading the charge. But I do I like the idea of maybe maybe we uh, check in with Elliot here. Uh, yeah, Elliot's. Uh... I mean, like, making serpentine motions back and forth is kind of her deal. She's got a longboard. I feel good about this. I'm going I'm to roll 2d6. Mm-hmm. That's a six. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, not only are you able to keep pace with this thing, um, but I think you, uh, with that complete success, find a moment to uh, to look over your shoulder and, and who should be closing in behind you. Um, but Paisley, the the... I was going to say the third member of Lazy Bunny as though they there's an order to them. <laughs> the third one you've seen. <laughs> um, she's coming up behind you on her board uh, and you, you catch her out of the corner of your eye. Hey, Paisley. You have a moment? Yeah, what's up? I just want to know what your <laughs> opinion on the patriarchy is. Uh, oh, boy. Have you asked Bryce? <laughs> what did Bryce say <laughs> my opinion on the patriarchy? <laughs> See, that's that's kind of what I'm concerned about, and I would really love to know your opinion. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just, like, I, I guess I don't like it when people, like, tell me how I should act or, or what I should be like or, or make assumptions about who I am. You know, a lot of people say that, that I just am exactly like Sally and that we have the exact same voice and the exact same style and and like I'm I'm my own person <laughs> and I don't just have to be Sally I'm Paisley she's Sally and and I think that you know lumping all women together like that is is not really fair to me and and who I am as a person and I think that's what patriarchy is about so I think I answered that question really good <laughs> cool do you like chocolate ice cream love it awesome Power to you. <laughs> this is as you're bobbing and weaving between yeah. skinny trees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, some people think that Sally and I have the same voice. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, yeah, and you're you're uh, careening through this forest, but uh, but managed to to keep pace. Laker Chester, does someone want to make a play? So uh, I think this is where uh, you know, Chester's not the most agile slug blaster <laughs> as we've discussed. What? No. No. Uh, and so as he's going, he's going at a good clip because, I mean, these are still mechanized legs. It is really fast. And this is like putting him up uh, in a scenario where it's like, oh, no, this is my weakness. And um, uh, my, I want to base my check on my uh, the Ablantine plates that come mm-hmm. up because of the armor that just allow him to kind of burst through these trees. Because if they're skinny trees, they're a little bit easier. So, like, it's the integrity of the, the shields that are going to, like, help him through it. Yes. I love this. This is a very Chester tactic. Don't don't dodge and weave. Push through. Yeah, it's power, just like... Power through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just bursting apart. Once again, I want to look cool. Uh, I'm going to uh, add a boost uh, because of my grit. And I want to add, uh, this is new armor, I suppose, but I'm going to use the extra die from my diligent maintenance. Oh, you were reading that manual, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the few things. uh, The warranty is everything. And Um, to clarify before you roll, are you putting any kick on it? Yes. Okay. My kick... uh, I I have a way to resolve that maybe if you don't, but I'll, I'll open to offers or I have an idea. I have a feeling it's probably the same idea because once again, okay. Chester is Chester is not wanting to attack uh, anybody. Yes, uh, Dave totally does. <laughs> and I exactly. Think you and I are probably thinking the same thing. So I'm trying to look cool. Uh, I'm rolling these uh, three die. Uh, my highest is a five. Mixed success. So mm-hmm. uh, yes, once again, you're gonna you're gonna get where you're going. I think the complication here is pretty obvious. Chester has opted, instead of weaving through the trees, to sort of just slam himself through like a projectile. Um, and that's going <laughs> to come with some uh, some trauma. So I think you're, you're going to... Um, what's, the, what's the name of this slam? I'm trying to think of a clever tree-based pun, but I, I think you're just, like, battered. Um. Can, I, can I actually use one of my abilities, my intuition, to, to have a teammate avoid a slam? Absolutely you can. Um, is it what was the slam gonna be? Like he was gonna hit one very particular tree, or was it just the sheer number of trees hitting him? I think it may be one particular, like you, you see him sort of slamming through the thinner, spindlier ones and exploding them into toothpicks and getting a little overconfident, and you maybe clock that there's a bigger, thicker one up ahead that is like, you know, not rotted away, but like has a has a sturdy trunk that might do a little more uh, bludgeoning damage. Sweet. Um, so yeah, I wanna, I see Chester's about to hit this, like, I think it's really cool. I, I love that he, you know, yeah. Lake's like, yeah, go Chester, go! He's like bashing through one, but they're starting to get like a little thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a playbook ability. Um, yeah. It's a hard ability, but if you'll indulge me, can I use the reality cannon to, to, oh. to warn him? Absolutely, yeah. For flavor? Cool. Yeah. For flavor, great. Um, she sees he's gonna hit this. Um, she uses her intuition playbook ability to warn a teammate to avoid a slam, and I think she's just gonna quickly like flick a shot of concept inverter at the tree and um, c- c- convert it from uh, straight to bent. 
uh, and just have the tree just make a U-shape just enough that Chester doesn't hit it. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it's it's literally like pulling a pulling a rope, and it goes boing back when, when we're done. Yeah, I love that. With the kick you added, Chester, you are able to take out another member. I want to. I think we we cut back over to Elliot, uh, and as you're interviewing. Paisley was who you were interviewing, <laughs> not Sally. Yep, it was Paisley. <laughs> I don't mix them up. It's her own unique person. <laughs> um, you're finishing your interview there. Chocolate ice cream, love it. Thanks. And she goes, don't mention it. And then like a tree trunk just careens into her. And like one second she's next to you and next she's like, what? <laughs> the recoil on it like an elastic hits her. Oh, I love it if it's that one. I was I was thinking one of the other ones, Chester Smash, but I love it if it's that same. Oh, one. I think if it's the one I I wound up like an elastic band and uh, on its on its um parabola back just like smokes her. Absolutely. Oh, love it. Uh so Paisley has been slingshotted out of the race. Um but Chester carries on unimpeded. Um, and has been saved from the slam by Lake's gracious offer there. Speaking of, uh, actually, I want to get Lake last, so let's let's quickly get our roll from uh, Nick and Angus to see if you are able to stay in for this leg. Oh, right, the other halves of them, yeah. 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 They're in the <laughs> temple. Ooh. But, uh, <laughs> I just rolled a d6 for the heck of it, and I got a one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think... Um, with that one, it's going to effectively take you out of the race. You don't need to take a slam on top of that. A failure is is you're just like no longer within uh, range to to get a selfie with this thing. You have you have effectively been left behind. Um, and I think to figure out how exactly that happens, can you roll two d six for me. Oh, uh, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> I want to know what wacky wildlife gets in your way here. Uh, I rolled a five and a three. Five and a three. Beautiful. Both better rolls than I had on the attempt <laughs> to get through here. <laughs> so it's a herd of, uh, they're like squirrels, but they have the <laughs> horns of mountain goats and they are the size of mountain goats. <laughs> so it's a herd of, of, of uh, mountain goat sized squirrels, uh, horned squirrels. That just sort of like you're you're ready to make your move. You're ready to dart into this forest. You're doing all the vectors and the math and trying to calculate the best path through these tree trunks. And then just this this massive of fur and horns goes uh, cascading across in front of you, and you just can't quite find your opening and can't quite find your way to get around them. And you know you're Nick. You're resourceful. Eventually you do, but not before you've sort of lost sight of the the pack and are effectively out of the running here. Hey, no, get out of the... St- mountain squotes, stop! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Angus, let's get a roll from you. Uh, Yeah, uh, and Lake is last, right? Yep. Yes, Lake is... So gonna she still needs well. to navigate through the through the trees and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I want to try and do something that'll kind of pave the way for both of us. Ooh, I love it. Uh, the, the impulse I have right now, uh, I don't want to step on anything that Liam wants to do, but I think Angus would get his grappling hook, shoot it for a tall tree, and then basically he's gonna, like, hold his hand out to Lake and then, like, reel in and kind of Tarzan them through the trees. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, let's get a roll for that. Middle finger. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yes, uh, that's a complete success. Uh, play out this scene for me. So he fires off the grappling hook. It catches, gives it a couple classic tugs to make sure it really uh, is uh, stable. And then he'll just like 
turn back and hold out his hand to Lake, and he's just like ready to go, and she is. Heck yeah, Angus, let's do it. Grabs grabs his hand, and away we go. Yep. And yeah. like whips us forward, like. And I'm gonna say like. Yeah, normally it would be like, oh, you give some sort of an advantage to Lake or, you you know, plus 1d6. But because you're burning your once per run middle finger for this complete success, I, I think it's only fair that, yeah, you, you guys make it through this last leg uh, uncontested. I want to, like, you make it through. I want to take a moment here as you're swinging through these trees, Tarzan style, to just check in with Lake and Angus. Mm-hmm. Angus, is, thank you. This is great. Yeah. Uh, having fun? Yeah, are you? Uh, yeah, of course. Can I can I tell this is half of Angus? I was gonna say in this moment, I think as you're, you know, like maybe from a distance, not so much, but as you've been pulled in close and you're sort of hanging on to swing here, you notice that like the light catch that translucent. Can shimmer. I make an offer? Yes. Uh, you notice that your glitch isn't passing over to Angus. Mm. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. It, maybe it almost like shines through the ghostliness a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it lights, yeah, lights up on the other side a little, and you, you have that moment of realization. Oh. Well, let's get this selfie and win the, win the challenge. What? I mean, what's going on? I'm, I'm here. I'm doing the race. This is what you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for getting me in position for this. It's a slick move with the with the grappling hook. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Look, um can we not do this actually? Sure. And she's going to release herself from your like Superman grip. Oh no, I guess n- not like <laughs> in my mind you were holding her like Lois Lane, but that doesn't make any sense. Like you've just got her like she just lets go of your hand mm-hmm. uh and goes she's she's I think we've got air because of the the swinging. She's like, yeah, no, we don't have to do this. And she's she's going to let go of your hand and begin to free fall. Yeah, I think this even, like, you're able to use the momentum of the swing to sort of, like, un- like not by Angus's design, he has launched you forward and you've used your momentum to, to literally push yourself away from Angus and, and uh, go hurtling off. Again, Lake is kind of in peak slug blasting performance here and is able to... Uh, to take this and and catch up and and take a, a good position up at the front of the pack. Yeah. Looking forward, you clear the tree line. Uh, the the four remaining members that are still in the running here, along with the only two members left of of Lazy Bunny, you see Bryce emerge from the trees uh, and Sally hot on his heels. Um, and ahead of you, what remains is sort of a, another open stretch uh, of of grassland. Um, but you can see that as it goes forward, it sort of curves up to one side and becomes almost vertical before curving back down and, and looping the other way. Got real, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog level energy. Um, <laughs> sure. and you see the, uh, Dutterflox glance back with its big wide eyes, sees all of you and goes sprinting forward and it's going to attempt to, uh, make its way up and along the side of this curve. Uh, and you feel like if you were ever going to catch up to it, this may just be your moment. (laughs) 
Sangus and Nick, you have uh, let yourselves down from the walls. And as I said, you walk up to a doorway. Um, and this doorway appears to be completely bricked in. Like, they're, they're, it's, it's uh, a solid wall, impassable. But above the doorway, sort of right above the archway, there is a spherical stone inlaid above, above the arch. Um, and the stone is uneven with sort of flat uh, pentagonal surfaces covering it. And it's it sort of set half into the wall just above the peak of the door. You didn't pick up any small keys or anything, did you? <laughs> no. I mean, it's still a doorway, right? Yeah. Gosh. Pentagonal symbol, bricked up door. But you could phase through is what I'm saying. Um, you can certainly try. I will give you this because I feel like I'm not not entirely describing things. I think that that sphere is sitting at a bit of a weird angle where it's like the the flat surface is not perfectly square to the wall. Um, and you almost get the sense that you might be able to to move and manipulate it. I think Angus would try. He'd like fiddle with it and try and like set it back the way it's supposed to be set. As he's saying, like, you could just face through the, the wall, right? And I think as you begin to move it, um, the doorway itself flickers and as you as you set one of the faces perfectly in the center, um, you see a quick vision of uh, just just red hot heat beyond the door and geysers of flame going up. Uh, and then you move it a little bit to the left, and you see pink sand dunes and blacked out sky with the, just the hint of a sun beyond. And you realize that as you manipulate the sphere, um, you are peering into different realities and. Across each of them, you can see that uh, the one constant is that there is the shape of another doorway in the distance. Um, but it looks like in order to get to it, you're going to have to traverse one of these realities. Um, but you get to pick. So, like, it's kind of, it's almost like a hallway? Yeah, well, I mean, this door opens into a reality. And yes, yeah, you're, you're, I see what you're saying. Yes, there is another door across a distance, depending on what reality you're in, that distance looks different, but yes. Gotcha. No need for phasing, Angus. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa. Gosh, I don't know which one of these looks favorable. I don't know if any of them do. Angus, while we're while we're talking, is just continuing to, like, flick through and just watching each reality as it, like, flickers across. Uh, he's, like, low-key mesmerized by this technology. <laughs> Yeah, you're like flipping through channels on a TV. Hey, uh, Angus? Yeah. You, uh, you feeling lucky? (laughs) 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 (sighs) And Angus flicks his hand across it and sends it spinning. (laughs) 